Hello, gorgeous. I'm Camry McTeer with the Mindfully Fabulous podcast. This is your subscription to self-love. We do much more than talk once a month about self-love, but here on the podcast, you will hear me interview some spa owners, some people in the beauty field, some people in the health field, a few holistic therapists. We want to talk to everybody, and we want to see how they're promoting other women, how they're harnessing their self-love and encouraging other people to harness self love as well. So this podcast can benefit everyone because everyone needs to take out a little spot time for themselves. Take a listen, guys. today's podcast of Mindfully Fabulous, we're going to interview my mother, Kimberly Malone, and the title of this is, Are You on Your To-Do List? Let's hear a little preview of what we're going to discuss. My new phrase is to put yourself on your to-do list. And in fact, not even being afraid to put yourself first on that to-do list. Mm-hmm. Um, treating yourself with kindness, with forgiveness, and um, you know, just trying to be a best friend to yourself. Treat yourself the way you would treat your child or your best friend. And then um, taking opportunities in small ways to like nourish your body and your skin. And I think that's where my products come in. Um, My products promote self. Sounds good, right? Like something we should all do. Well, ladies and gents, let's get into it. Let's start this podcast. started um today on our first episode of mindfully fabulous um i'm going to have the honor of interviewing my mother kimberly malone welcome to the show hello thank you for having me oh yes we're so happy to have you um so um besides you being my mother and being the uh perfect guinea pig for me uh recording my first podcast um I wanted to choose you because you've been an entrepreneur my whole life um you know you've had a great work-to-life balance uh throughout my life that I think our audience can really learn from and also um your natural skincare line Kimberly Rose um handcrafted luxuries it goes hand in hand with everything that Mindfully Fabulous stands for. So um, let's jump right into it. I'm going to be quiet and let you talk for a minute. Um, why don't you tell us how you started Kimberly Rose and what was your inspiration? 
Well, I started my business five years ago. And as Shark Tank star Damon John would say, I started from broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning I didn't get a business loan. I just did a lot of research and self-training, a lot of trial and error. And I allowed myself to grow organically from a hobby to a business. Um, and as far as the inspiration of the business, it, it wasn't just one thing. I had a few inspirations that one day just aligned. Mm-hmm. So um, first, it was that I always dabbled in DIY mixtures to care for my own skin, uh, my eczema, my asthma, your eczema. Mm-hmm. And then um, over the years, I increasingly enjoyed the hobby of growing my own herbs. Uh, and they were mainly to cook with, but then they'd start being a part of my little DIY concoctions. Um, okay. Finally, one day, um, well, this wasn't finally, but one day I read an article that gave me advice to turn a hobby into an income. And so with that in the back of my mind, Finally, I met a lady who owned a small soap shop mm-hmm. and um, in meeting her and her energy, it just all came together. Um, my need, my hobby, my vision, it seems like um, on that day, it was just really all born. Yeah, I remember that day too. It was, we mm-hmm. were in the mall and we met that lady who had a cute little soap shop and she was just like, yeah. I make a little bit of soap every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you were like, wow, I feel like that's something I can do. And it sounds like it was just meant to be when it was meant to be. Um, and also the process of not taking out a loan and opening up a storefront right away and starting from broke and uh, turning your hobby into a hustle. I think that was really popular. Um, the last few years, people were starting businesses more, um, on a smaller scale, growing them organically in their homes, um, especially after the recession in recent years, that wasn't the thing to do anymore was to go get a loan and open a storefront anymore. It was like be a chemist in your kitchen and uh, start, you know, your concoction from home. So it sounds mm-hmm. like that's what you did and it really worked for you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the certified body's <laughs> definition of self-love is falling in love with becoming the best version of yourself it's the process of taking action to preserve your own well-being so uh, mommy we want to know what your personal definition of self-love is and also how your products help you promote that well my definition of self-love is very similar to yours um it means taking out time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I uh, recently heard the phrase to put yourself on your to-do list. Mm-hmm. And in fact, not even be afraid to put yourself first on that list. So um, treating yourself with kindness and forgiveness, treating yourself the way you would treat a child or a best friend, um, and taking opportunities and small ways to nourish your body and your skin. So that would be my uh, definition of Mm self-love. And, excuse me, my products uh, promote self-love because 
They provide huge benefits found in essential oils. And then I sneak those benefits into items you need every day, such as soap and body cream. Mm -hmm. Um, Thus, every day with every shower, uh, which happens to usually be first, um, (laughs) (laughs) you can take a little spa time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that's a lot of times your tagline, take a little spa time. So the point here is for yourself, take that spa time for yourself. You're able to bring those um, luxurious uh, essential oil benefits to your home. Like you said, you're sneaking them into everyday use products. And um, that's awesome. So uh, we don't want to think of treating ourselves as spending a hundred dollars at Mario's. We want to think of treating ourselves to, Hey, I got this handcrafted, um, handmade soap that has these benefits and I can feel luxurious in my own shower. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah, that's the, that's the idea. And that's awesome. And Uh, I love what you said about putting yourself on your to-do list. We all know we have our lists. So it's like, are you on your list? Is to take some spa time for yourself? Is that on your to-do list? That's amazing. (laughs) So we definitely want to keep that with us in mind. Um, When we plan our days, like, hey, five minutes for myself. (laughs) So... We know that the media doesn't always encourage self-love. And we know that even some cultures and some generational habits even discourage it, you know? So for you personally, how have you faced obstacles when harnessing your self-love? Well, for myself, I'm probably my worst critic Mm -hmm. and sometimes um, even a perfectionist. So to harness self-love, I've had to meditate on forgiveness, what it is, what it looks like, and I have to do a lot of positive Mm -hmm. self-talk, just really becoming my own cheerleader at times. This um, positivity includes surrounding myself with positive people and kind of turning down the volume on those who are uh, Debbie Downers and even possible haters. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Got to block out the haters for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, like you said, we could be our own worst critic. So we have to um, block out that negative self-talk. And it sounds like affirmations are a big deal for you. That you know, yes. be your own cheerleader. Pump yourself up. Look in the mirror and and tell yourself you're the winner. You're the one. (laughs) I am the one. Yes, (laughs) that's good. Um, So yeah, it sounds like you're overcoming those challenges. And that meditation on forgiveness, I mean, that's big. You know, nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. And sometimes when we do slip up, we can be really hard on ourselves. So that meditation on, on forgiving ourselves is huge. It's like, if you can forgive somebody else for bumping you in the grocery store, then you should be able to mm-hmm. forgive yourself for making human mistakes. It's like, we're mm-hmm. all human. Mm-hmm. So, um, so have you had any obstacles in your business? Is there any controversy in your industry that you've had to face? 
Well, um, the one controversy in my industry is the use of the word natural mm-hmm. or organic. But um, many people don't know this. Some people do. Um, the FDA has not truly defined the term natural. And so when choosing ingredients that say natural, it's not a guarantee of its safety. Okay. So I have to be very diligent in making sure that uh, the base ingredients I use are actually safe. And then when marketing the finished product, um, the other part of that controversy is that there's this thin line between promoting the benefits of the product without making any medical claims Mm. so for example um, a massage oil um, if it's used to lubricate the skin and impart fragrance then it's it's a cosmetic right which is just a simple set of rules not too many rules against that Mm -hmm. but um, if I say it's a therapeutic oil and that it relieves muscle pain well, then now it's a drug. So then that's a whole yep. other set of rules. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm very um, committed to trying to share the benefits of uh, aromatherapy or essential oils that I use, uh, passing on those benefits to my clients or customers without actually promoting it as a drug. Right, yeah. That sounds like a really careful balance that you have to have. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, I do applaud you for caring so much about the integrity of of your claims and of your business because uh, we know that there are some people out there that claim to be natural, but they don't really care if it's truly beneficial or if it's truly harmful or not, they're just trying to make a quick buck. So um, it's it's really awesome that when it comes to your brand and your ingredients and your products, that you really want to make sure that they're, you know, helpful and that they're, you know, uh, having those benefits from the essential oils, but then at the same time, not making any medical claims. I can definitely see how that could be difficult because those essential oils have a lot of benefits. And it's like, yeah. you want to tell people about it, but at the same time, like, this is not a prescription. Like, right. it's not a pharmaceutical, you know? Um, right. So I definitely get that. But it sounds like you're you're putting forth the effort to do what you have to. Um and, I, and it seems like in that natural, organic world, you know, me as somebody who every now and then I'll go to Whole Foods and shop, it seems like each company has to make their own standard of what organic means to them or what natural is to them, you know? Yeah, that is true. It's like mm-hmm. each brand is like, has their own standard. And a lot of times they have to be vocal about that standard so that people know what to expect. So, mm-hmm. you yes, know, yes. Uh, we definitely applaud you on caring because <laughs> as somebody who is obsessed with your products and <laughs> benefits a lot from them, uh, <laughs> you know, I they're great. So yeah. Yeah, I want to be a trusted source. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, so let's segue into kind of talking about 
uh, women's role in the community and in, in your role as an entrepreneur. You know, this podcast caters to women, as you know already. And um, you may have even heard of many people talk about the importance that women play in the community, especially like um, I've read articles about how women stimulate the economy because when we shop, we shop for everyone in our house. You know, we're the main ones at the department stores in Walmart. We're shopping in every department, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then also women in the workplace has changed a, a woman's role in the family drastically over the last few um, generations. So for you, someone who, you know, has been an <laughs> entrepreneur the last at least 30 years, um, how has being an entrepreneur affected your family life and your daily life? Well, I want to start by saying that um, I know some people do prefer a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is very admirable to be able to accept a a job and uh, feel the requirements of it mm-hmm. and, and stay um, uh, committed to that job. And it's probably probably even less stress at times. Um, <laughs> but for me, um, I love being an entrepreneur. I always have. Um, I love the feast or famine hustle. And as regards my family, I love the freedom that I've had. Mm-hmm. I, I can work nonstop if I'm caught up in the hobby or the deadline or whatever, but I could also not work at all and just... Um, enjoy my family Mm -hmm. um and I try to balance when to uh set my own stop clock like it's family time now um Mm -hmm. also I think my family has benefited because um they too have a supporting foundation for uh, many of their visions Mm -hmm. um when if they choose to do something on the side or do something full-time um, in addition, I've employed family members mm-hmm. and and pushed their dreams. So um, at the end of the day, uh, my family business or me being an entrepreneur is a family business. And um, I believe all, all of my family know, my extended family, that any of them could at any time tap into it um, if they needed to. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. And I mean, I know that, you know, personally, you being an entrepreneur throughout my life, um, it's encouraged me to to take when it was time for me to take that leap of faith and uh, leave the chiropractor and and work for myself. You were right there and you were like, you can do it. (laughs) And, And it was more than just you. Uh, being a cheerleader there it was your example it was like I did it all this time and you just have to have that discipline and yeah your money's gonna be different and like you said the feast or famine and uh you know you you do you get used to that and then you do get addicted to that feeling and then it starts to feel good so I definitely Mm -hmm. feel like our family has benefited from um, your role as an entrepreneur in, in our family and um, definitely I mean you had everybody worked at the daycare 
I mean, when you had the daycare, <laughs> that was one of your first businesses. And I think that was like everybody's first job. <laughs> so we've all definitely benefited. Um, and to see you continuing with this business now in skincare and, um, you know, natural skincare at that, which is like really big right now, making products that cater to, you know, skin types of all skin types. I mean, that's just amazing. So, uh, and I would like to interject. I'm very proud of your business as well and how you took the leap. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Uh, it's been two years now and I am enjoying myself. So, yeah, we're good. So, um, to continue talking about, you know, women's roles, um, throughout a woman's life, she may start off as a daughter, then maybe a sister, and then later in life, um, you know, maybe become a wife and a mother, possibly. So, throughout a woman's life, these roles can overlap, you know, a woman's roles in her life can be really different, but sometimes there are different roles that people can get into that mean more to them. So um, for you personally, this is another personal question. Um, what role in your life feeds your soul the most? Well, I can't um, pick just one role actually um, that feeds my soul, but I would say that um motherhood probably trumps all the roles and uh, other mothers could probably agree with that but next to that um uh, we saying most it, it would probably be my friend my role as being a friend mm-hmm. um i think girlfriends sisters they are the ones on the ride with you through ups and downs through marriage and divorce, through childbirth, Mm -hmm. through business success and losses. Um, So when it comes to feeding my soul, it's being a friend um, to my husband, to my children, Mm -hmm. to my sisters, um, and to girlfriends that are like sisters. Mm -hmm. So um, just trying to be a friend in in return to those who have stood by me and who have been um, friends to me. That's awesome. The Bible does say there's more happiness in giving than there is in receiving. And it sounds like your role as a friend and what you're able to give to your friends in your life and even what they give you is uh, very uh, powerful for you. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. That's really good. And I think we can all learn from that. We can all harness and not take for granted our friends and those friendships, people who some we may talk to every day. And sometimes you have friends that you talk to every few months, but, um, you know, they still play that role in your life. And we should definitely all focus on being good friends. Like you said, even to your husband, to to me and, and, and my brother and, and like you said, your sisters, um, I think we can all learn from that. Just being an awesome friend and appreciating our good friends because good friends are hard to come by. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's awesome. 
Um, so I have an article here that I wanted to kind of segue into to talk about um, that I would like to get your opinion on a few things in the article. Um, it's an article that was written in the UK and uh, the NHS brought this article out and um, it's about the importance of raising low self-esteem and how your self-esteem affects your physical and mental health. And, you know, Mindfully Fabulous, that's one aspect that we are big on is how is this self-love affecting your self-esteem? How is it affecting your physical and mental health? Um, so this article, the NHS, their definition of self-esteem is just the opinion that we have of ourselves. And they talk about how your self-esteem building, it starts even when you're a child. So I'm going to read this one paragraph. It says, it says, low self-esteem often begins in childhood. Our teachers, friends, siblings, parents, and even the media send us positive and negative messages about ourselves. So, you know, I know that you had a daycare for what, almost 20 years. Um, is that something that you definitely like have seen that self-esteem building starts in childhood? Absolutely. Um, the word, these words that, that you hear um, as a child, they later become your own inner positive self-talk. Mm -hmm. um, when I had my daycare, I even had a chart posted up. It was uh, 100 positive words to say to a child. And it was just things like, um, great job. You did it. You're a star. Mm -hmm. You know, um, wonderful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, just, just good positive words. And so um, those words become a part of you. And then as you grow older, um, like I mentioned, they become your positive self-talk. Mm -hmm. And when a person focuses on their um, self-esteem and mental health, then they're a happier person. And happy people make better choices. So those choices, whether it be in food, relationship, um, business, when you start inward, you're going to do better outward. That's awesome. Like you said, happy people make better choices. Um, that's right in harmony with this article. It, it talks about um, uh, this. I like this next paragraph. It says, if low self-esteem or, or low confidence, um, it can make you hide yourself away from social situations, stop trying new things, avoid things you find challenging, um, living with low self-esteem can harm your mental health and lead to problems such as depression and anxiety. And then that could even segue into developing unhelpful habits like smoking and drinking. So these positive mm -hmm. affirmations and the way we talk to our children, and like we said, even the way we talk to ourselves and our own self-talk, it can take us a long way. It can really lead to depression and alcoholism if we have bad habits of surrounding ourselves with negativity or even like we said from our childhood maybe maybe our childhood we we were surrounded by negativity and, and we have to 
unlearn that and, and rebuild. So, mm-hmm. um, like you said, that self-talk, those affirmations, um, that can take you a long way. Um, the first thing that this article talks about um, that needs to be done when you're going to build your self-esteem is you need to identify the negative beliefs you have about yourself and then challenge them. So when it comes to that negative self-talk, a lot of times it's in our subconscious. It's not like it's Mm -hmm. something we're saying out loud to ourselves, literally. We're saying it in our subconscious, in our head, deep down in us somewhere. So once we identify what those negative beliefs are, And where that negative talk is coming from, like I said, it may have even started in childhood, then we need to to challenge that. And and that can take courage. That takes some gumption to 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 look into ourselves and and unlearn those words and and put in the positive words. Yeah, definitely something else to put on your to do list. Challenge myself. Yes, yes, challenge myself. (laughs) That's awesome. So um, this article just ends with a few tips on other ways to improve low self-esteem. I'm just going to run through them for the sake of anybody out there who needs to hear them. Um, The first thing you can do um, is recognize what you're good at. You know, sometimes we... um, we ignore the fact that we might have hobbies or, or things in our life that we're really good at. I mean, some, uh, I know a lot of women who might, you know, be good in the kitchen and you might not even realize like, Hey, I'm a really good cook or really good at organizing or really good at cleaning or, or it could be a number of things. So we need to harness in on what we're good at and, you know, congratulate ourselves and be proud of ourselves for being good at things that we may find easy, but other people may find hard. Um, Another thing which you talked about was build positive relationships. Harness those friendships, you know, yourself as a good friend and um, appreciating your good friends, those positive people. Try to build relationships with people who are positive and who appreciate you. And then, of course, be kind to yourself. So that includes taking a little spa time. That's, you know, putting yourself on your to-do list. And I really like how you said, treat yourself like you would treat your friend or like you would treat a child. Don't be so hard on yourself. Be kind to yourself. And then the last one, which I love, is start saying no. It says people with low self-esteem often feel they have to say yes to other people, even when they do not really want to. And the risk is that you become overburdened, resentful, angry, and depressed. It says, for the Mm -hmm. most part, saying no does not upset relationships. It can be helpful to keep saying no, but in different ways until they get the message. So sometimes being kind to yourself means setting priorities, setting yourself as a priority. And sometimes those negative people in your life who are overwhelming you, you have to start your sentence with no. And you have yes. to you have to say no to some people and say yes to yourself. 
Exactly. So I love that mm-hmm. article. Um, I'll put the link to that article in the bio um, so that if anybody wants to read that, then they can. Um, so just to wrap it up, um, this was a great conversation and we're right on time too. So um, <laughs> at the certified body, our definition of being mindfully fabulous is to be completely aware and confident of what it means to bridge the gap between looking good and feeling good. So for you, um, how are you or how is Kimberly Rose um, mindfully fabulous or how do you plan on being mindfully fabulous? Well, I am mindfully fabulous because every single day, I take a little spa time, I read my Bible, and then I work honestly, and I try to end each day with gratitude, so that's what makes me Mm -hmm. mindfully fabulous. Awesome, awesome, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of our first episode of Mindfully (laughs) Fabulous. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm sure we will do this again soon. everyone for listening to the conversation I got to have with my mother. Um, This was my very first podcast, like you heard me say before, and I'm really proud of it. I hope that you all benefited from the conversation with my mom as much as I did. Um, I'm fortunate that she's my mom and I get to have these conversations with her all the time. Um, So if you have not already followed us on Instagram, please go follow us at The Certified Body. Um, Also, if you are interested in subscribing to Mindfully Fabulous um, to get daily affirmations, to get seasonal subscription boxes, and get early access to this monthly podcast, please um, go to www.thecertifiedbody.shop. Um, and there's tons of other cool stuff on there for weight loss. I got detox tea and waist trainers and cool stuff like that on the website. So go subscribe now, go follow us on Instagram. And thank you again for listening.